0: What's going on? This is Caleb with Counted Faithful and I'm excited for today's episode. We got our very first interview and I'm looking forward to getting into that. But before we get into it, um, you can find us at countedfaithful.com or on Facebook at CountedFaithful. Faithful. Go check those out. You can see some of our other content, especially on the website. You can uh, see the blogs I've been writing. Uh, and our whole goal is to just encourage, inspire, motivate people to be faithful to serving the Lord uh, as they go throughout their daily life. But today we got our very first interview and my goal with these interviews is to uh, inspire people by hearing other people's spiritual journeys and and what they've done to stay faithful to the Lord throughout the years. And we're not necessarily going to get into doctrinal issues and uh, what they believe, um, it may come up in in just conversation, but that's not the whole main objective of of these interviews. These interviews are uh, focused on their uh, spiritual journey, their their salvation testimony, their ministry testimony, what they're involved in, or where they're serving at, and uh, just advice they uh, could give to other people to just be faithful to serving the Lord. So the best way not to miss. Any episode of the Count of Faithful Podcast is to follow us or subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any platform. Um, Just like and subscribe, follow, do whatever you got to do to make sure that you don't miss an episode because I got some great interviews lined up uh, that I can't wait to share with you. Um, I got a good friend that I'm going to sit down and talk to and and he just has an amazing story and that's going to be coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, but today's guest is a very special guest, um, probably will be my favorite guest that I ever have on this podcast because it's my dad. Um, I've watched my dad throughout the years, and he's been a picture of faithfulness, um, just always serving God. He's always been involved in the ministry. Um, he's I've seen him walk with God, and uh, it, it wasn't just something that, that uh, other people saw. He lived it at home also. And uh he's inspired me so much to just be faithful as I've grown up and and I um I have a family now and, and he showed me that it's worth it to, if I just stay faithful to uh Christ uh throughout my life. And um my dad means so much to me. He's he's been a blessing to me. And uh I was glad I gotta sit down and talk to him and report uh, and record this podcast and um he was excited to do it also and uh can't wait for you to listen to it. So Let's not wait any more. Let's get into it. Well, I'm excited as we have our first guest
1: on our podcast. He's a special person to me. He's my dad, Doug Hutton. And I first met him about 32 years ago when I was born. Um, I know I was a special blessing to him. And uh, my dad means a lot to me. He was always there growing up. I'm so thankful I was able to grow up in a Christian home and um have all the blessings that that provided as my uh, dad and mom, they worked hard to make sure that I had everything I needed. And so, um, dad, uh, as we get going into our uh, little interview here, uh, what I want these interviews to be here on Count of Faithful is really just to know more about people that have been faithful um, throughout the years serving God and to learn their spiritual journey maybe their salvation testimony and everything like that so dad if you want to start by just giving us a simple salvation testimony uh how old you were when you got saved where you were when you got saved and uh, we'll go from there
2: all right great um well i joined the air force in 1981 and got stationed here in Colorado springs to peterson air force base in 1985 and uh when i first started here in the springs area i was looking for a church went to a few different churches and then i found cornerstone baptist church in the yellow pages and went up there um first sunday about october 1985 and, uh, just started going there because I thought it was unusual. It was a independent, fundamental Baptist church, um, a preacher who preached, uh, the Word of God unashamedly. Dr. Dean Miller, he, uh, was a very knowledgeable Bible preacher and gave us, uh, gave us, uh, the Word of God, uh, just straightforward and, um, had a conviction about the Word of God, and um, so he preached a message around March 1986, and I got a copy of it. It was called Examine Yourself in the Faith, and I was going to send it to my brother, but I kept it, and I listened to it, and I listened to it about five or six times after that, and then in September of 2000. I mean I'm sorry, nineteen eighty six. I realized I was lost. I got in my vehicle after work, drove up to the church, met Brother England and I already knew the sinner's prayer. Um, but I realized I was lost and that uh I shared with Brother England what happened and uh I just told him I needed to trust Christ and that and then uh we just he helped me pray and I came out, and I just was so thankful. And I told preacher, I told a few people at the church. I was just so excited, and I knew my life was going to be different. And um, shortly thereafter, um, I was called to preach, went to the Bible college there. Well, hold hold on. Before we get any
1: farther, because those are questions down the road there. Um, Oh, I do have a question. Uh, Growing up, you always told me that, you know, you, did you go to church when you were younger? Um, yes. And if so, what what type of church was it? Because you said there that when you started going to Cornerstone, one of the reasons why you kept going back, it was unusual, something that you really hadn't seen before. So what type of church did you grow up in or go to?
2: Well, we went, I did, my, I'm, my mom and dad did drag us to church, so <laughs> Um, every Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Sunday night. Um, it wasn't uh one was a missionary church and this was in Van Nuys, California, and that church is no longer there, and another one was a evangelical church. Um I'm not sure if that church is there anymore. But uh I mean I was taught at a young age to read the Bible. Uh I've seen my mom and dad read their Bibles, they had a faith in the Lord, uh, they trusted the Lord, they were faithful to church, um, and I see how God answers some of their prayers. So, I mean, I know that... Uh, so once so once yeah. you got
1: out on your own and, and joined the military, and I do have a question about the military here in a minute, but... yeah. You knew that it was. You grew up going to church, so it, it was just second nature. Like that was something you were going to do, even even though uh, you were out from under your parents and they weren't dragging you to church anymore. Is that something that you knew that you should keep in your life?
2: Right. I knew that it was imp- church. Going to church was important because you need the word of God, you need fellowship, and you just need uh, uh, opportunity to uh you know, fell uh share with others your faith and just be faithful to grow in right. grace and knowledge of Christ. And I think we've seen that over this last year, especially how
1: how important church is to just the uh spiritual well being of a Christian. Um with COVID and everything, you know, some churches haven't been able to meet, but I know the for the few weeks that we weren't able to go to church, it's like I was starving for just that spiritual friendship that I had developed with right. other believers. So um church is very important. But uh back to the military. Um you said you got stationed there at Peterson Air Force Base there just outside of Colorado Springs and growing up um yeah you both you and mom uh were in the military. That's how I you know that's how y'all met was during or at the military singles ministry that Cornerstone had. And uh growing up, you taught us um that you know we need to respect the military and and everything that they do for us you know to provide for our freedoms. But I was thinking about this today as as I was thinking about some questions to ask you what once especially once you got saved, um how did the military life affect uh your Christianity and what you wanted to do uh when it came to uh your serving serving God? And how did it affect that?
2: Well, I kept, uh, well, I was getting ready for an assignment um, in 1989, about two years later after I got saved. But I had started the Bible college. I took a class or two, but I was in the service. Uh, I did work rotating shifts. I was in the, the communication center a backup communication center to NORAD. Um, So, you know, but um, I still had a – I mean, I was learning things, um, again, I guess you would say, that I already knew, but I knew that um, I could have a deeper and personal, more personal relationship with Christ. By being a soul winner, because preacher preached about soul winning, uh, preacher preached about, uh, convictions, um, so, um, then we went to Japan, uh, for three and a half years, and I decided to get out in early '92, got out, came back, and started Bible college in September of '92. Okay, so I knew.
1: I knew I was young when you got out. I wasn't sure. I thought it was either ninety four, around ninety four right. or so, but I guess you got out in ninety two. Um right. being in the military though, what what traits did you learn in the military that have
2: helped you uh throughout your Christian life? I think uh organization, uh leadership, uh some leadership skills, organization skills. Uh, attention to detail because they want you to um, have your uniform on properly, have hair cut nice and sharp, have your boots shined. Um, you know, so they had a thing called 3510 standards. So that's all uniform and you know grooming standards and just being just being presentable. Um, and you
1: know so in that way so uh like I already mentioned you and uh you and mom met in the military singles ministry at church and right. um she was in the army and I know she got out before uh y'all got married correct yes in
2: 1986 no I'm sorry she got out in uh 81 Nineteen eighty one. Eighty one. Oh, okay.
1: So, um, but and then gee, y'all met there at Cornerstone, and um, the rest is history when it comes to my life. But, right. uh, I know. Well, growing up there too in Colorado Springs, we we saw a lot of military come through our church also, and I know, um, you know, the military life is a life where you, you know, you live somewhere for a couple of years and then you move. And I know just growing up that we had a lot of friends just come and go just because of the military. And I'm thankful that, that thankful that you served in the military, but also that you made a decision to get out and, and give us a, I guess, a stable life. Basically, I lived in the same town, uh, my whole childhood. And, and I am thankful for that. But, um, Going back to, like, just uh, different types of ministries you were involved in, um, I know one of your – you you love outreach ministries, um, and folding it, of course, is the number one outreach uh, ministry that there is. But I remember as a kid um, being with you on, on the bus route for, in the bus ministry, also going to the shelter for the, the shelter ministry that we had in just different ministries. Um what would you say was your I guess your favorite ministry to be a part of and why?
2: Well it has to be the best ministry. I mean just reaching out to people with the gospel of course. Um I mean, you know, you can't you can't tell people about Christ without loving people. And I think that's what I'll just say I think that's what many Christians are missing today. Um, People don't care how much you know. They want to know how much you care. And so I just wanted to present myself, present the church in a way, hey, our church cares about where you're going to spend eternity. And we want to tell you about Jesus, most of all, more important than church. But where are you going to go to after you die, either heaven or hell? So, yeah.
1: And I'm I'm thankful that even as a kid that you took me with you when you went out to visit, even on the bus ride. I remember, you know, many years ago, it feels like um we had the, the handicap bus where there's were yeah. like four uh bench seats yeah. on there and then the rest was just floor. And before yeah. anybody goes crazy, this was like early nineties when, you know, seatbelt right. law laws really weren't that big. Right. Thing. But I remember sitting on the floor of that bus with you know, wow. a bunch of other kids and, and singing songs. And as we picked them up and went to church and those are just, you know, memories that, you know, I'm thankful for because now even now as I have my own, uh, uh, daughters, they, they like going on the bus with me when I, um, when we run our buses and stuff. And it's just something I could pass down to them that my dad passed down to me is just the love of the bus ministry and serving others and reaching others. Um, yeah. I'm sure during all the years that you've, been doing or that you've been in the bus ministry, shelter ministry, um, those types of ministry, you've probably seen some pretty uh crazy <laughs> things or exciting things. Uh do you have any uh stories you would like to share when it comes to
2: that? Well, I mean I guess one of them could be a catfight between two, two teenage girls. Uh and they were going at it pretty heatedly I don't remember what happened, but boy, they were just fighting it up. I mean, just like two little cats and stepping, trying to step in between them getting all scratched up myself. And uh, so, yeah, um, we had big days, um, like after the spring and fall campaign, the big days, especially like uh, Roundup Sunday um, in September, um, having a... Usually a big old banana split and kids getting sick from eating the banana split on the bus ride home because it was hot and they just had ice cream. Uh, just so many fun times, memories. Uh, there was another time it was cold and the road was icy and I'm driving, I don't know if you were on that bus, but we were driving down Powers. It's a big street here in the Springs and I tried to brake. <clears throat> but we slid through the intersection, but the bus made a one a 360 degree turn in the middle of the intersection, and praise the Lord, we didn't hit no other vehicles, we didn't hit the median, um, and um, the kids were just going crazy, I was going crazy because <laughs> I was driving, and uh, that was a Time to thank the angels for watching over the bus industry. <laughs> Definitely, and I'm sure there's many more uh,
1: experiences when it comes to that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, like I said, I've been on the buses for twenty plus years, and I've seen my fair share of crazy things, close calls, funny, right. funny things that have happened. Um, so in 1990. Two, right you got out of the military and started bible college yeah. correct yeah um what you went there for pastoral theology i'm guessing is is what you made yeah. that in
2: and yes. uh, what year did you graduate 1996
1: We just celebrated
2: so. our we just in fact brother factor was here brother glasgow was here so we kind of had a impromptu 25th Uh, year college reunion three of us and another family we went out to dinner and uh it was it was a nice time
1: so so that was that was a long time ago i was just a little kid um yeah but since then um what other degrees have you um gotten what other degrees have you uh acquired since
2: 1996 well i got uh Master of Theology in May 2015, a Doctor of Theology in June 2016, and I just got a um, Doctor of Philosophy in Biblical Psychology in October of 2020 last year. So um, I'm praying about doing another degree here in the next few months, or continue to, or yeah, I continue to uh, work on a book that I would like to publish.
1: Okay, we'll get to your book, uh, your book hobby here in a little bit. But that, so you've gotten you've gotten quite a few degrees, especially here in the last five years, five six years or so. What, right? Uh, what, what, what is driving that desire to continue to study and to continue to earn these degrees?
2: Well, well I, let me say this. I also did the program, the Reformers Unanimous program, all the way through. Did all the all the books they had there, and I want to encourage people to. Um, you don't even have to go to the program, man. But you can get the books through Reformers Unanimous, Unanimous, and it's one of the best discipleship programs I've ever seen. So, if you want to do a self-study, uh. You can work it out with your pastor, but man, that is a great a great resource for discipleship um, So, what is my drive i guess for continuing? I think well, the more you have the mind of Christ in you, the more you become like Christ that's just for i guess that's just my personal way of looking at it, okay. Okay, on these
1: degrees your your whole goal and purpose is just to learn more uh spiritual knowledge um to be
2: more like Christ yeah i mean the you probably heard the statement you know if you get too if you get too much head knowledge you might not be so um in use for what god has for you to do i don't want to be that I don't wanna be the scholarly soul winner. I wanna be the soul winning scholar. I wanna right. try to reach out to people with compassion, not with just head knowledge. Um,
1: right. so so you just mentioned that, that you're trying to decide whether to go back and get another degree and whatever or finish your book. Um, I think that's good. You know, a lot of people, they learn a lot of stuff. They don't do anything with it, and they don't share it. And I think that, you know, if we are selfish in what we learn and we don't share it with others, then eventually we'll stop learning. So um, I, for one, am excited to see um, for when uh, you publish your book. Um, do you just want to share what the topic is, or is it still too early in the in the writing process for that?
2: Um, I'm working on a help book, um, like just, it's, um, random, seldom words, random phrases, and some, just some fundamental facts of the Bible, so, um, no, just to be a help for pastors and for Christians, um, it'd be like, it won't be like a, um, it won't be like a it's not really a dictionary it's not really a concordance it's just a help book maybe to help people really- you know like um Calvary the word calvary is only found written one time in the Bible, so I'm doing like words that are one time to only ten times, and phrases that are throughout scriptures that you know you commonly see in today's vernacular um so, and then there's just, there's some facts in the Bible I think people need to know, and uh, I want to share that with, uh, you know, with more people.
1: Okay, that sounds interesting. I would definitely check that out. I mean, you that's something you pass down to me is the random words or um, the words I only found one, two times in the Bible. Um, right. Also, like, looking up what each word means and using it in the right context. I don't I don't know if you read my latest blog, but the title is uh Truth um Truth in the Twaddle. And uh I saw that but, but I didn't read it. I haven't uh, read it uh Okay, well the word twaddle isn't it's not in the Bible but uh, the word no. it comes from um it's in Luke the resurrection story there in Luke twenty four. Uh the disciples or the women ran back to tell the disciples what they had seen and the disciples uh, thought they were just idle tales. And that phrase, wow. idle tales, is there in, in our Bible, um, but it's translated from whatever the Greek word is. I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, that Greek word is actually um, translated into English as twaddle, and, and <laughs> they translate it to idle tales. So I just thought it was interesting because the disciples thought it was nonsense, that it was just uh, right. silly talk. And um there's just something that I thought, uh was interesting that you know even even in you know something as amazing as the resurrection which i mean if someone just ran up to you and started telling you that someone's grave was empty you probably think the same thing so um the truth that was found in that silly talk there you know it's, it's an amazing truth it's what we base our christianity on the resurrection of jesus christ but um that, that's definitely an interesting book so let's get into your books um my dad has a – it's almost an addiction to buying books. Um, I know he's scaled back here in the last couple of years, but I know he's bought so many books over his lifetime. What – right now, currently, what do you think your library is at, numbers-wise?
2: I would say – I'm going to say about 1,200 books.
0: Okay. It had been up and to
2: over over 1,500, so – uh, but I've donated a lot of books and given a lot of books away in the last couple of months so
1: right and i was that was I was gonna ask you know how how big you think your library has been and uh i growing up living there i mean it was great i had you know he had books for anything that I was studying when it came to uh any bible topic or you know any spiritual help topic um I had my own personal library to go to, and at times I do miss that having that library to go to. Um, Out of all those books, what do you think you're, besides the Bible, we're not talking about the Bible here. um, Yeah. What what would you say your most, I guess, since to you it's almost a collection, right? Uh, Right. what, What would you say is your most prized book? Not your favorite book, but your most prized book, something that you spent time looking for, um, a hard-to-find book or something like that, what would you say is the most prized book?
2: Wow. Um, I will have to think about that one. Give me a few minutes. But I can – I got five books I can recommend because that's, that's one that's of your the questions. List.
1: That is down huh? the list. That is oh. down the list.
2: Um, okay. So. I need a minute – I would need a minute to think about that, Caleb.
1: Okay. We'll, we'll come back to that. Oh, yeah. What's
2: your favorite book? My favorite book, besides like the Bible. One. I would have to say, boy, um, wow. Um, can I give like three? <laughs> sure. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Spiritual Leadership by Oswald Sanders, The City of Mansoul by John Bunyan, I'm probably meeting the whole spirit by Jack Hiles. Oh, oh let me add the soul, one. The City of Mansoul, M-A-N-S-O-U-L by John Bunyan, Oh, and one more, uh, The Soul Winner by Charles Spurgeon,
1: Okay, I knew I knew asking you some of these questions would be um, not trick questions, but they would be hard for you to answer. Just because um, one thing I know about my dad, my dad is always reading. Uh, wherever he goes, he always it seems like he always has a book with him, and uh, that's where I got my love of reading. And sometimes I wish I still read as much as I used to. Um, so you say you have about twelve hundred books. Have you read all yeah. of them?
2: No. Probably really only about one third, honest. beyond, yeah.
1: That's fine. I mean, that's that's a that's a collection though. I mean, um, you look at different uh, different collections that people have. You know, people collect cars to just say that they have them. They don't even drive them. So, um, I think you know it's cool that you have a book collection. Um, and have you thought of what your most prized book is yet? Or no? Oh. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, mm. I will say probably the, the most prized book that my dad has that I like, and he already knows this. Cause I've already staked my claim to it. Is he has a <laughs> series of, of books by Henry Lockyer. Am I correct? Herbert Lockyer, oh, Herbert Lockyer. And it's all the all's in the Bible. And, um, um, there, that has you know all the men in the Bible, all the women in the Bible, and um I remember when he got that set and how excited he was when he got that set, and yeah. just I know he got a good good deal on it, in excellent condition, and so that's my favorite set or those are my favorite books that you have, and I know that's a whole set, but um, that's something I'm looking forward to, um, having in my library one day, not anytime soon, but one day. Um, <laughs>
2: Uh, I, but and I, know, I guess I guess probably one of my favorite books. I might not prize it like you say prize it, but it's uh, "Spiritual Secrets" by Hudson Taylor. I mean, a okay. great great book of the uh, missionary Hudson Taylor at the China China inland missionary work he did there. I mean, great book.
1: Okay, so. Like when I when I say prize, I mean that's something that you would you probably would never let that book go, right?
2: Um, I yeah. You you would keep it, you know. If um. somebody wanted to borrow it, I would make them sign a three page letter. <laughs> right.
1: Because <laughs> so that, that's, that's awesome,
2: happened right? before. I have let people borrow books and they haven't returned, and I've had to find find those books, and sometimes it's hard to re find uh, out of print books. That's not right. one that's out of print, but a lot of the books I do have are out of print. I know so, you
1: have a lot of uh, Spurgeon, which I like, and I mean,
2: yeah, so many yeah. books
1: that that any any preacher, any layperson, any staff member at a church, and um, anybody that just wants more uh, Bible knowledge. Um, I know many people would would love to have the library that you have uh, put together over over the last you know twenty plus years. Um, thirty
2: thirty five years, thirty five probably years, forty, probably forty years, Caleb. Because I mean, so long, so long. Yeah, I was I was being
1: just throwing a number out there. Okay, yeah. so let's get into. Just give me three, three of your books for recommended reading.
2: Well, I already said "Meet the Holy Spirit" by Jack Hiles, "Pilgrim's Progress" by John Bunyan, um. Of course I already said Spiritual Secrets. Um Fox's Book of Martyrs by John Fox. Uh and The Soul Winner by Spurgeon. So right. yeah. um
1: what
2: what book are you reading currently?
1: I know you have gotta be reading one.
2: Uh you know. yeah. <laughs> I'm reading a pretty deep is spiritual book, it's the existence. An Attributes of God by a guy named Stephen Sharnock. He's a Puritan writer. Um man, pretty deep. Uh then I'm reading I'm reading about three or four books right now, so but yeah. Okay. that, that one's a tough one to get through.
1: <laughs> so, like, I know your love for reading and, and that's something I've seen over the years and especially when it comes to reading the Bible. I I remember many times, um and you worked nights for Many years growing up, and I remember you, you would wake up before you went to work and you would sit at the table and eat dinner or breakfast and your you know in your case, but you'd be reading your bible and um just countless times i've seen seen you reading your Bible. What's your favorite passage in the Bible?
2: Wow, um I would have to say, probably second Timothy two fifteen. Probably one of my, you know, it's a verse. Um, so I really, really love that verse.
1: It's so, a study this. Show that self-approval. So that self-approval
2: workman, yeah.
1: That I mean, need not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. That's a great verse, and I mean, yeah. that's for any any Christian. Um, I, I think. Yeah. I know Tim Paul is writing to Timothy there. Um, Timothy was a young pastor, but I think any and every Christian should study the Bible just um, so that they're sure in what they believe and, and that when time comes um, they won't have to be ashamed when they give an answer that they rightly divide uh, the truth and I mean, we see nowadays you know, we see a lot of people taking scripture out of context putting their own spin on it um, yeah. Yeah. throwing I saw a lot making, of cults start <laughs> exactly putting putting uh, scripture to their opinions and stuff like that but um I think it's very important that that we as Christians study the Bible. Um wrapping up uh what would you say uh just a final piece of advice before we go? Uh what would you say to just a lay person? You haven't been on staff anywhere, you haven't um been in any, any 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 pastoral leadership, but what would you say to a lay person to just encourage them to motivate them to just stay faithful? Uh, when it comes to serving God throughout the years.
2: Yeah. A couple things. Readers are leaders, but leaders are influencers. Uh, Really do set up a schedule and live by it and make it your boss, as Dr. Hiles has pointed out a few times in his books. Because once you let... Because it's so easy to just get sidetracked, and you know, one hour becomes two hours and three three hours, and then you totally missed out what you were supposed to do, <laughs> um, and you don't you don't get that time back. Um, another one is be careful what you pray for. Um, there are there have been times in ministry I was praying for something and it happened. But then it happened, and then I realized, man, I might have made a mistake. So um, I might. So I started praying for a different course of avenue. And then you will be the person you are, and I've heard this quite a lot because I've done a lot of leadership. Uh, that's one of. I'm just trying to my own self development. But you will be the person you are in five years by the people you meet and the books you read. Um,
1: I I totally agree with that. I'm a I'm a firm believer in the people who you surround yourself with. Um right. will show you the direction that you're going in your life and, and where you'll end up.
2: Um so I do I, have one more. I do go have ahead. one more, but if if you want a abundant Christian life we must abide in Christ and allow Christ to abide in us. I mean that <laughs> if you're not I guess if you if we're not yielded to the Holy Spirit, if we're not walking in the Holy Spirit, then we're just uh I guess just skimming off the you know by the I guess bare bare minimum of what Christ wants us to do. So there's that, right. and, and I have missed. I mean, honestly, I have missed the mark sometimes myself. So just well, being we honest, do. we all do. Yeah.
1: Um, even even the greatest Christian have, have missed the mark. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm thankful that growing up, you know, I was able to watch you and mom and, and just watch your faithfulness uh, throughout the years and and. You know, that's that's what I'm trying to promote here with my blog and my podcast, Count of Faithful. And um, I'm glad I was able to have you on as my first interview and uh, with with uh, Count of Faithful interviews that I want to do. And it's just showcasing uh, just the people you really don't hear about, people that may be behind the scenes or even, you know, uh, preachers and people that have just been in places and shown longevity and faithfulness and um I've seen it firsthand and you and you and Mom, and I still see it uh, to this day. um, I know you're both faithful in church and in serving and um souling and and just you know trying to help and and be a blessing to others and so I'm thankful that that you got me off on the right foot and you started me on the right foot to uh being able to live a life of faithfulness so uh before we go, Dad, any last words
2: you want to give the listeners? Well, I just uh, say, you know, continue to, you know, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two greatest commandments the Lord gave us. Um, and continue to reach people with the gospel. Um, I mean, Jesus is coming. And he's coming, you know, it could be today. We just got to be out there.
1: Yeah. yeah. very soon. Very soon. Yes, but well, you summed it up the Christian life in a nutshell: love God, love your neighbor, and tell others about the gospel. Um, that covers it all. So, um, in closing, um, why don't you get why not you pray for us? Pray for uh, the podcast and blog,
2: and and uh, we'll end on that note. All right, uh, Lord, just thank you for this opportunity to share with Caleb. I'm just uh, so thankful that we have this time to just share. And I'm sure Caleb would uh, uh, appreciate um, more people to talk to and get their insights about the Christian life. Lord, we are living in perilous time, and I just pray You surround us with Your hedge of protection um, and keep us uh, healthy and help us to just continue to trust You with all our hearts, soul, and mind, and to live for You each and every day as we see. Uh, the day approaching of your return. I pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with my dad. I hope you got something out of it that would inspire you to be faithful on a daily basis, as that's our number one goal here at Count of Faithful. And uh, I, hope, I hope you were able to learn something, even just take a, a quick uh, tip or a piece of advice, uh, that he gave and that you could use in your life to be faithful to serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, thank you, Dad, for sitting, sitting down and taking your time to talk to me. I had a good time. i always cherish uh, that conversation. It means a lot to me as I start these Count of Faithful interviews. And uh, you don't want to miss an episode. So the best way not to miss an episode is on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Like, subscribe, just follow us. You can find us at Count of Faithful on whatever platform you're listening on. And uh, make sure to do that. You don't want to miss an episode. We've got some great ones coming up. Also, go to countinfaithful.com. Check us out there. Follow us on Facebook at Count of Faithful. And as always, stay faithful.